0: This is the internet ballers podcast episode 100 This is the internet ballers podcast with your host Michael Pasha The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success Welcome to the baller's circle thanks for listening and welcome to the Ballers circle I'm Michael Pasha the host of the internet Ballers podcast and today is episode 100 of the internet Ballers podcast but more so than that this is a very very special episode and what I mean by that is not only will you be getting an awesome interview from Shane Sams from fliplifestyle.com but after the interview I'll be going through my most memorable takeaways since the beginning of the podcast almost two years ago and I also have a special announcement that I'll be talking about about the show format change that's coming. So stay to the very end and uh, to hear that announcement and to hear the takeaways uh, for uh, the last two years of this podcast that I feel are the most memorable and most helpful for anyone looking to build an Internet business. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Ballers Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Shane Sams to the Baller Circle. Shane is part of a duo behind FlipLifestyle.com. Shane and his wife, Jocelyn, are former school teachers. After years of bad bosses, job losses, and frustration at work, they started an online business. That business had made it possible for them to quit their jobs, spend more time with family, earn millions online of passive income, all while working only 10 to 15 hours a week. Now they help other families do the same thing by connecting with people through their Flip Lifestyle podcast website and inside their flip your life community now i'm happy to have shane on the show and i first learned about shane years ago uh when he was on pat flynn's smart passive income podcast and i just loved his business model and loved the way that his wife him and his wife transitioned from being school teachers and leveraging kind of the skills that they had as teachers and shane as a football coach into a business and then grew it from there so shane i'm happy to have you on the show and i want to know how you're doing today
1: Hey, Michael. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Been uh, spending some time with my family the last couple of days, and uh, and uh, we're heading home now trying to get that. We got a church basketball game tonight, baby, so I'm doing good. I'm doing
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Shane, I know that um, I, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with your background. I'm sure some people listening are familiar with your background, but I wanted to dig into it a little bit more just for those who are not familiar with how you got started and, and, and kind of how you – uh, first decided, and I guess, what was the, uh, the first spark that made you and Jocelyn decide to want to become entrepreneurs. So can you kind of take us through that journey a little bit?
1: Sure. I was, uh, you know, like you said earlier in the intro, I was a school teacher, uh, taught social studies. I had, a uh, 150 knucklehead teenagers in my class every day. And, uh, my wife was an elementary librarian. So she was kind of the hub of the school. Right. And, uh, you know, we were living that good enough life, man. We were just, you know, the, had a, had a mortgage, 2.2 kids, 2.2 cars, all that good stuff. You know, just like the American dream, what they tell us anyway. Right. <laughs> and um, what happened was uh, we found out that my son was being uh, psychologically abused and tortured at his daycare center. Oh, wow. And um, we, found out, we found out that he was being locked in a bathroom for hours at a time in the dark as punishment. And uh, also, you know, just just some really psychological warfare type stuff uh, from some really bad people who um, had been hired at this place recently. So I found this out one morning and, you know, just like any good employee or anybody who's got that nine to five trying to make a living, man, I had to go to work and I had had to take care of my son. And there was this conflict between should I take care of my job or should I take care of my son? So I went uh, to my principal at the time. Uh, Actually, it was an assistant principal. And I said, I need to take the day off. I need you to help me um, so I can go help my son and be there for my family. And my boss looked at me and said, um, is your son in immediate danger? Real cold, hmm. and, and the way they said it. And I said, well, no, not right this second. You know, I, I had taken him to another facility, but this was a baby place where my daughter was. It wasn't made for toddlers, Right. And, um, so I needed to go move him to somewhere else. I was, I was just in such a hurry that morning. I didn't know what else to do. And I'll never forget my boss looking at me and saying, you know, um, if he's not in immediate danger, you're going to have to wait and do this after work. Um, I don't have time to help you right now. I don't have anybody else on staff that can help you right now. And, um, you're just going to have to take care of this later. And Michael, I said, I, I remember the feeling at that moment of just such anger, and hatred at this person for saying, Hey, your job is more important than your child. Right. And I, and I realized that we had put ourselves in this position because we relied on that employer so much for our income, for our health insurance, for our, you know, security. And I said, never again, we're not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go out and we're going to find a way that we can always be there for our children. We're going to work for ourselves. We're going to become self-employed. I don't know what that looked like at the time, but we're going to figure it out because I was never going to be in that position again where I had to choose my family or my work over my family. So that's kind of what lit the spark in us to go out and say, Hey, let's figure out a way to make a living besides relying on an employer to do it for us.
0: Right. Right. And that, and that makes so much sense. And it's so powerful because I have a, I have a son and you know, he's a toddler and uh, you know, if if a similar, similar situation happened and I found out he was being abused at a daycare, I don't know what I would do. And it's, you know it's it's terrible to feel trapped where like you're like, "I can't help my child because I need this job to also help my child, and I, and my boss does not understand this exactly situation.
1: And, um, there, and and basically, there was a threat of reprimand at that at, for that, and um, it was funny because about a year before that, one of my kids had had a seizure, and uh, the, and uh, we had someone that had took him to the hospital who was watching him, and I left uh, football practice that day because I used to be a football coach. And uh, I actually got a reprimand for leaving football practice that day, even though there were eight other coaches there and whatever, because I left my du- my, my station of duty. And right. I'm like, my kid was having a seizure. Right. And you wrote me up for that, you know. So this was kind of the last straw in a long string of things that said, hey, I'm not working. This nine to five stuff ain't doing doing it right. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because I, you know, I, I had years ago there was an entrepreneur that I met when I was in college and i had always thought that the risk uh there was much more risk becoming an entrepreneur than there was with having a job and he said that he felt it was the opposite he, he said oh, i yeah. feel like there's much more risk having a job than being an entrepreneur because at least when you're the business owner you know when things are coming when you have a job exactly. you're at the will of someone else and you don't know when anything's coming <laughs> it just comes well when
1: i my, for, my job before that last time i taught um, the craziest thing happened. I was at a school. Uh, you know how some counties will have like two high schools? They'll have like north and south, right? Mm-hmm. Or east and west or whatever it is. And the voters, I had a good job, it was going well, everything was fine. The voters in that county just randomly elected a school council and they decided to consolidate the two schools into one high school. And I lost my job. Wow. I lost my job because there was another guy there who had been coaching longer. And ju- I mean, if, if there's two high schools and then there's one, well, guess what? There were two football teams. Right. Now there's one. And just at the will of the voters, because I relied on one source of income, I lost everything. Right. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll take entrepreneurship any day of the week <laughs> over putting my faith in one other. I put my faith in one person, and that's Jesus. You right. know what I mean? So anybody <laughs> else, I'm not doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, no, and I, and I totally understand that. And I think that's the reason why so many people want to. Want to start businesses, and so I'm, I'm curious now to, to kind of jump into the business a little bit. Um, so I guess the first thing is that I want to know is how did you, I guess, first learn um, the aspects of online business to figure out how to set this up and, and, and build something successful?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, man, we tried a couple other things first. I mean, we, we didn't really understand that there was an online business that you could even do that at the time because it's such an alien world to most people that you can make money online. And, uh, so we tried to do crazy things like Jocelyn, my wife tried to like make curtains and sell them, you know, at like flea markets or to individuals on Facebook or whatever. And we thought about opening like a consignment store and heck man, I even thought about mowing yards, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Anything to not have to work, you know, work for somebody else. And, uh, you know, one day I was getting ready to mow my grass and uh, I was just looking through podcasts. I was sick of the music. I was on my phone and. So I was like, man, there's got to be something about business. And I know that's how most people make a living when they're working with themselves. They have a business. So I was flipping through the podcast, and I stumbled ap- across uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, the Smart Passive Income podcast. And just randomly, you know, this was when Pat was first getting started. He wasn't as big as he was today. And it was like episode 30-something, and he was actually telling about how he made money online after he had lost his job. And he had done that by creating digital products he had put some information that he knew into pdfs and he was charging people like 50 bucks for these pdfs um it was like a study guide for a test or, or uh, an architecture or something and uh and he had, and he had made like nine thousand dollars and when i heard him say that dude i hit the break and like left fishtail skid marks on my lawn <laughs> where i was like you can tell me this guy's making 50 bucks and he's just emailing people a file and um, and I ran inside, man, and jumped, I jumped off a ran inside and told Jocelyn, I said, you got to hear this. You got to listen about this. We got to figure this out because we're educated people. We know things. You're a teacher. You make lesson plans. I'm a teacher. I make lesson plans. I'm a football coach. I write playbooks. Surely there's people out there that would buy things from us too. We could save a playbook as a PDF and email it to football coaches around the world or make lesson plans and sell them to teachers. Whatever, we, we could figure out a way to make these digital products. So that's kind of like, where we got the idea from is we saw Pat do it, and then we started researching it, and we found out, God, there's thousands of people doing this right. if they can do it, we can do it too and uh, then it was a uh, long series of trial error uh deleting you know posts and accidentally not saving websites and you know just uh, all kinds of the things you do going through the, all the obstacles to get it all set up but uh man, it was really just grinding it, like getting into WordPress, figuring it out, getting into PayPal, figuring out how to accept money, uh, figuring out how to use automation to email the files and uh, or give people access to videos so uh just a lot of trial and error man's how we kind of figured it out and uh put the steps together to make it happen
0: right right so along that along that route i know that so many people the the thing they struggle with and the thing i honestly honestly get frustrated by is when i hear stories that make setting up an online business sound super quick and super easy because then people feel like that it that it should be quick and easy and then when they go out and try it and it's not quick and easy they want to quit and give up so i'm curious for for you as someone who's been in this for such a long time and you've gone through different struggles like what what are the i guess reasonable expectations that people should have and what what was it that helped you to keep going despite like you know setbacks and i'm sure probably even moments where you felt like maybe this is not going to work
1: well, you know, I, I always tell people it takes a long time to become an overnight success. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it, it took us over a year to even think about quitting our job. And we had to do some some crazy things that I think most people would kind of balk at to do it. You know, one of the things we did was, you know, people think I'm just going to make enough money to quit my job. Well, no, that's not it. you got to do some other things too, like maybe change your lifestyle. One of the things we did was, you know, when we started making money online, we thought maybe this is possible So we sold our house and downsized, we cut our bills down so we could ramp up the time that it would take, you know, to quit our job. That's why we were able to do it in 13 months was because we reduced our income, we sacrificed and we made it happen. And we kind of, you know, lived like nobody else would. So we could live like nobody else could. Right. 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 But I, I do remember how hard it was and how frustrating it was to even make that first money online. Um, and we started saying, we started celebrating little bitty successes. Like instead of worrying about quitting my job, I worried about, did I get my product done? Hmm. Did I consistently blog post for a couple months? And I started worrying more about things that I could control and it still wasn't working and it still wasn't happening. And like but probably about four months into our journey, we hadn't done anything. We hadn't made any money online. I was sitting there saying to myself, these people are liars. That Pat <laughs> Flynn guy's full of crap, you know, and, um, I can vividly remember one night around midnight laying in bed with jocelyn she was reading a book i was on my computer and i was you know, you know you ever get in that like sad state where you're just like laying flat on your bed and your computer's like on your chest and you're like moving your mouse with your chin almost you know what <laughs> i mean it's like you're just like oh this i'm so depressed and like i'm just gonna lay here and and uh so i was looking at my analytics and uh at the time i was trying to make money on ad like we were selling like free digital products and hopefully people would find them and You know, I had this spammy website and hopefully someone would click an ad, but that wasn't working. Right. And uh, I remember refreshing my analytics and it said zero big goose egg, no money. And I had that thought, man. I said, man, this is, this is bogus. I, I put my computer down. I went and brushed my teeth and I vividly remember this, you know, standing in a dark bathroom, barely could see myself in the mirror. And I said, God, is this real? Are these, are these people telling the truth? And if, if this is possible, just give me a sign, man, because I'll take anything <laughs> at this point, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I put my toothbrush up, walked back and I laid back down on my bed and I was getting ready to close my computer. And I remember hitting refresh one more time that night to say, ah, oh, let's just see what happens. And it was a zero when I hit refresh and Michael, when it came back, it said 11 cents. Now I'm yeah. not talking $11 or $11,000. It was a dime and a penny <laughs> is all that was in there. But at that moment, man, a, a wave of happiness rolled over me. And I jumped up out of bed and started pumping my fists. My wife's looking over a book at me like I've gone insane. And I flipped that around and said, there it is. There's proof. We can create content, put it on the Internet, and somebody will give us money. Maybe it's just 11 cents today. But what if we can get, you know, 10,000 people to click a link and give us 11 cents at a time? Or what if it does become $11 because we sell an ebook or what if it's $1,100 because we're selling a course? right? And I, I remember Jocelyn at that moment really kind of tilted her head and started to believe that it was possible. And we learned right then and there that you've got to celebrate every success, every win as a building block. And that's what keeps you moving forward. Because if you get tied up in the dream, if you get tied up into the uh, I'm not quitting my job yet, you are going to give up and you are going to quit but if you keep doing those little small things and you keep celebrating those little successes they're eventually going to add up to a tipping point where you do get to quit your job and you do get to live the life you want. So, you know, that's what I would tell anybody out there that's listening is celebrate the little things, keep doing the things you control and just add all that up into a successful business and a successful life. Nice. So so
0: right now with your business, let's let's talk about the current business. Um what What, uh, let's talk about the, like the flip your lifestyle, uh, your community, your, your podcast, uh, your, your website, um, and, and really your, I guess your income stream. So I guess really I would kind of, uh, set it up to say like, you know, what are your, what are your income streams? How are you getting traffic in? And then like, what is the community?
1: Yeah, like our original business, you know, everybody always says, oh, you guys, you teach people how to do online business. Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that why we do that. Our original business, and we still do it today, is, you know, we sold digital products. We sold millions of dollars in lesson plans to schools, to teachers, uh, playbooks, to football coaches, and things like that. We actually sold a huge part of our education company last year so that we could focus entirely on Flip Lifestyle because we've seen such a huge difference uh, that it's made in people's lives just us helping people kind of get past the learning curve you know ramp past those mistakes and you know those moments where you're bashing head against the wall that's kind of what flip lifestyle is designed to do and where it came from was we actually helped a friend of ours her name was Lindsay, make a thousand dollars online when we I, i'll never forget the day we told people we were quitting our job because everyone thought we were crazy anyway because hmm. we had like stopped hanging out with anybody uh we weren't doing anything but working on our online business in our free time and our parents thought we had like Join some kind of cult or something because we wouldn't pay attention to anybody, and uh, you know, and we went to church one day and we told our small group we said, "Hey guys, we need some prayer." You know, we're gonna we're gonna quit our jobs. We got this. We built this business, and and there was like twelve people in the room, and all of their jaws just dropped open, and nobody said anything for like thirty seconds, and we're like, "Okay, let's bow our heads, right?" And so we, you know, and like we, we did all these things, and. But after church that day, one of uh, Jocelyn's friends walked up to her and said, hey, look, I'd love to stay home with my little girl. I don't want to go work my nine to five anymore. Could you teach me how to do what you guys did? And we thought, sure, why not? So we actually helped her. Uh, She made a thousand dollars the first month that she ever launched. And her husband came up to me um, a few months later and said, hey, man, I just want to let you know that. Uh. You really changed our lives when you taught my wife how to make money online. Hmm. We have enough money now to take a vacation that I didn't think I was ever going to take. And I'm actually going to invest in myself and go back to school and get my Ph.D. with this extra money. And most importantly, she's quit her job and she's going to stay home with our little girl and homeschool her. And I remember we got in the car that day, heading home from church. And I looked over at Joss and I said, you know what we figured out. Can not, can't just change our life. It can help a lot of other people too. So we decided to launch a podcast, start talking to real people, you know, who are working full-time, raising kids uh, and, and help them figure out how to find that hour to work on your online business, how to find that money to invest in that new plug-in you need or that new tool that you need to take it to the next level. And uh, it really just exploded into our Flip Your Life community, which is now, you know, hundreds of entrepreneurs from all over the world who are starting, building, and growing online businesses. So that's what Flip Lifestyle is, and um, it's re- it's a really family focused brand. We're not trying to teach single people how to you know live in Thailand on a beach for six dollars a day. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that, man. I'm trying to help real working you know moms and dads who are raising kids uh, figure out how to make this happen, just like we did. And uh, it's really become our life's calling and our life's work because uh, we kind of sold everything else to do it full time.
0: So right. nice. That's awesome. So how, how are you getting your, your customers? I know you said your podcast. I here before uh, in, in some of the interviews that I've, I've heard you were running successful Facebook ads. What, what are your main yep. sources of traffic?
1: Our main sources of traffic, you know, people always go to, like, ads and things like that. And we do do that. But the most important thing we do is create consistent, strategic content. Um, we are a content marketing business. Um, we come out with podcasts. We just launched a YouTube channel and we blog regularly. We have a really intense calendar and uh, we've actually built a team to help us create more content because if you don't have the content first, you can't promote it, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter what your ad strategy is. If you don't have enough content or your content's terrible. So that's really where everything starts with us is our podcast and then syndicating that out into as many places as possible. And then right now, man, what we're doing is we're driving traffic, From Google and Facebook Uh, we're just looking for ad clicks a lot of people are trying to get opt-ins and things like that we just want people to click to content get on our page and then we use tracking pixels to follow up with them with warmer ads that are more like you know let me have your email address or maybe you want to buy this product that we're selling Mm. so we're using Google to drive traffic with keyword research we're using Facebook to get into more like you know emotional social content marketing And uh, once we get you on our page, you know, we have we're building custom audiences all the time of, hey, these people came to our website; They're interested. Let's go follow up with them in these other platforms. So that's how we get our traffic is create that consistent content and then drive people to it and then follow up with them with uh, your remarketing later.
0: Okay, awesome. So with that uh, robust schedule that you have of creating content, like I guess, can you you give us a flavor of like how much content you're creating and like what that schedule looks
1: like? Yeah, basically what we want to do, you want to have some kind of flagship content, and that's like your anchor, right? So ours is our podcast. Our podcast comes out every Tuesday at like 8 a.m. Eastern time, okay? And we first start our content strategy with syndication. Like, we want that podcast to go to as many places as we possibly can. So we use Libsyn to, you know, send it to Spotify, send it to iTunes, send it to Stitcher. But we also do some sneaky things like um, we'll take images and put with the audio and upload that to YouTube right? We will take it and download the video and natively upload it into Facebook. So we have this whole syndication thing where we want all of our content to appear in its native form in that platform. Like it doesn't help you to just drop a link to your iTunes, uh, you know, podcast page in Facebook. Facebook wants you to upload an audio file, upload a video file and really drive their platform as well as yours. Right. Right. So we try to syndicate that all over the place. Then what we do is Jocelyn and I each write a blog post every week. And that's more of a, not as much teaching. It's just more of a, what we're going through, you know, kind of at the time, what we're acting. it's more of like a journal. And that's more of it just to relate to our audience. Let them see that we're going through struggles, being transparent. And then after that, we do three live videos a week. We do like two Facebook lives and then we do a uh, YouTube live. That's our, that's what we're doing right now for live video. And the reason is, We really want to engage with our audience in real time. So we're not just starting a Facebook live. I'm actually emailing my list and saying, Hey guys, I'm going live in five minutes because I'm going to try to drive traffic to that live, engage with that warm audience, same thing on YouTube. And then you leave all that behind so other people can find it later. So that's kind of our philosophy right now is create a really good anchor product and then use the rest of your content to engage with your audience in real time. So you can build relationships that are going to lead to sales. Awesome. I like that. That's a, that's a great content strategy. Um, Dude. I'm also too, I'm a terrible planner. Like I love, I, I do. I love live stuff. Like our podcast format is we bring on a real person from our flip your life community and we give them a, a coaching call on air live. It's kind of like Dave Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey show. Yeah. And then uh, and I don't have to plan anything. I just got to show up and answer questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, uh, and in my Facebook lives, I don't, you know, people make PowerPoints and stuff. I just plug in my iPad pro and use it like a whiteboard and I just talk. Uh, so, like, it really – if you're that kind of person, man, just, just turn it on and start talking, and people are going to respond to it. Right, right.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So, I'm curious about the community that you have and your, and your, your customers, all these people that you're helping, these, these, these families that are dying to find ways to escape their nine-to-five and build a business online. What do you find sure. uh, most people who contact you need the most help with?
1: Yeah. Yeah, most people fail. At starting an online business, most families especially fail because they have a lot of trouble organizing the time to work on their online business and everything like that. We're all pressed in our time. We all have so many responsibilities, and you know the current world we live in is so fast-paced that that's usually the biggest problem people have initially is, man, when am I going to do this? I want to do it. I know what to do. I know what I want to sell. I just don't know when I'm going to do it. So we spend, you know, or the really early part of our course is to help people structure their time, and uh, our process is designed for families with kids, okay? The second thing is that confidence issue of being expert enough. Because people always say this whenever they come in. They're like, you know, I've got this thing I want to teach, but who would listen to me? So that expert enough confidence issue is something that we really attack head on as soon as people get into our community. And I would always tell them this story. Guys, when I sold my first playbook, two years before that, I was a head football coach that went 0-10. I wasn't a state championship coach. I wasn't on a <laughs> Super Bowl staff. You know, I had been on I, – I had coached football in college and in high school, right? But I realized that people didn't care. They just wanted a defense that would help them or they wanted an offense that would help them in their situation. They didn't care who was selling it to them. They just wanted something that would work for them. And I, and I realized I had taken an 0-10 team to a 5-5 five and five record, Right. And I was like, man, I bet there's a lot of 0 and 10 guys out there that would love to get to 5 to 5, five and 5 because at least they feel halfway good about themselves. Right. And then we, took it, then we took the team to eight wins. And I was like, man, if you could go from 5 and 5 to 8, you'd be feeling good about yourself. You're going home happy more Friday nights than not. So, you know, I was an 0 and 10 coach that sold playbooks to thousands of coaches. So I promise you, people don't care about your degrees. They don't care about you. They care about themselves and how their life is going to get better. If you can solve that problem, For them they will give you money for it so you know those two things man if you can just get your time organized and you can get your uh that confidence get over that expert enough issue you know those are the two biggest things that we see people struggling with when they come into the community and we solve those pretty quick it's like the first two courses you have to take (laughs) so you know we uh we attack them head on
0: nice nice that's awesome well I'm really happy, Shane, to get a chance to talk to you and talk to you about your business and your and your story. I think it resonates with so many other people, and I love your calling because it's it's so true. There's so many people out there who need to do the same thing, who want to escape um, their nine to five because they want the freedom and they want to be able to you know do things like I got to go take care of my kid right now and I you know yeah, I don't have vacation days left or whatever it is that you need to do that you don't have the freedom to do if you have a have a job you have to rely on. Um, And I
1: realized too, and also one more thing on that early on too, like me and Jocelyn really struggled. You know, I joke about the, uh, the Thailand $6 thing. Right. But like, man, that's what everybody's selling. Everybody's selling Lamborghinis, everybody's selling, you know, McMansions and, you know, and like, and when we were really trying to find some help to start our online business, we were like, guys, we just want to make a living. I want a hundred people to give me $50 a month so I can make 60 grand a year. I want to take care of my kids. I want the time freedom. And, uh, you know, we just didn't feel like uh, families, couples were being served uh, in the online coaching community. So that's why we went so into this is so we could help families avoid all the problems that we experienced and uh, all the bad people out there. I mean, there's some scammers out there (laughs) in the online world. And uh, so that's why we went into it is just to help those people make it to where we are. Right,
0: right. No, that's awesome. And I, I, I really appreciate that the clarification that you made because I, I I totally agree. And that's, and that's another really important thing for anyone out there who's listening, who's trying to figure out how to start a business. I mean, really, you know, you took an, an industry that was, is, and was very saturated and just figured out a a, a way to like flip it enough to say like, yeah, we're going to go into this space, but we're going to focus specifically on families. And yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of families who were already out there looking for stuff, but the content wasn't specifically targeted to them. Um, and so right. your content being targeted an, to them niche makes them more interested in it. Awesome. Well, Shane, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I really appreciate the time. And uh, before we close out, I want to know, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business?
1: All you got to do is, uh, if you want to learn more about the Flip Your Life community, head over to fliplifestyle.com slash life. And uh, the Flip Lifestyle podcast is on iTunes, and it comes out every single Tuesday. So make sure you go subscribe to that. And uh, we're on social media on Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up at flipped LS, or you can go to com slash flipped lifestyle. That's where we spend most of our time is on Facebook. So we'd love to connect with you there.
0: Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on the show and uh, have a great day. That was Shane Sams from flipped dot I'm really happy to have Shane on the show uh, to share such great insights about building an online business, all the Trials and tribulations that he and his wife went through building fliplifestyle.com and their community and courses, and helping so many great people build online businesses. Uh, so, now I'd like to get into uh, my takeaways uh, since the inception of the podcast. For the last two years uh, that I've been running the Internet Ballers podcast, I've had the opportunity to, to interview uh, a lot of great guests uh, who are have built internet businesses and been through a lot of struggles and trials and tribulations. and. Um, those takeaways are, are things that have really stuck uh, stuck with me and things that I feel like are really, really important and helpful for anyone uh, looking to build an Internet business. So uh, the first takeaway that I have is something that I, I heard uh, a lot of people talk about. But I think the first person was Jason Van Orden uh, from Internet Business Mastery. Uh, and that takeaway is the importance of celebrating your small wins uh, and I think that that's so important. And when I first heard of, heard about it, I, I didn't really pay that much attention to it, if I'm being honest. Um, and what what it essentially means is, I think a lot of people, when they're building the internet business, uh, they they think about these big wins uh, as things to celebrate. Like, oh, I'll celebrate once I, you know, get uh, you know 10,000 subscribers on my email list, or I'll celebrate once I you know start making you know five thousand dollars a month or ten thousand dollars a month or something really really big um but the problem with that is a lot of that stuff takes a lot of time to get there and in addition to that you have so many trials and tribulations that will go along the that come along along the way uh that will derail your plans that will push out your deadlines that will you know you know, crush your motivation. And so you need small wins to celebrate along the way to to help you stay motivated. And so, what I mean by that are instead of waiting until you have, you know, 10,000 email subscribers, celebrate every single new email subscriber. That is a great win. That's a great accomplishment. That's moving you forward and closer to your goal. So, it's important to celebrate those sort of things. Celebrate the finishing of a new product or, you know, a, a new milestone and getting closer to finishing your product. You know, instead of waiting until the product's done and you've made a certain income amount, like celebrating even just, you know, starting the product or, or, or finishing it or something like that. It's just, you know, all these things are so important to recognize along the way so you can stay motivated. Celebrate that first sale. Celebrate, you know, your first $10, or your first $100, your first $1,000. And along the way there, um, at each milestone, just just continually celebrate and celebrate and celebrate and genuinely um, just Kind of enjoy the journey because, man, there's just there's so many inevitable roadblocks There's so many inevitable things that are going to come that are going to be disappointing. And if you're waiting until you have these big, huge wins to start celebrating, uh, you're just going to feel like, man, this is taking forever and this is not working and it makes you just want to give up. So so it's important to really uh, have those really small things that you can celebrate so that you have uh, things that you can appreciate along the way uh, until you get to your really big goals. Uh, Until you reach your really big goals. Um, So next uh, was um, the the idea that uh, in your first year you need to focus uh, on learning and learn to love the process instead of focusing on how much money you make. And I got this from uh, Ace and Rich Guzman. Um, And I think that that's so important because um, I think it's so easy to get into this internet marketing space and hear so many people talk about their success stories and too often what you hear is people talking about how quickly they made money. They make, you know, people have webinars and they talk about how fast you can get to $10,000 a month or how fast you can quit your job or I did this in 6 weeks or 3 months or what, you know whatever the time frame may be and it gives the impression that building an internet business is fast and easy and buy my course and you'll you know be able to do this really really quickly. And maybe some people can, but the, the reality is for most people it does not come that quickly it doesn't come fast it's a long learning process and even a lot of the people who like you hear their stories and they're like oh i did this and six months later i was able to quit my job that's not actually where they started if you dig back into their their story they actually probably started years before but they're leaving parts of their story out and just starting at a point that seems you know like they just became a success really really quickly when really that's not the case um now, I won't say that's the case for everybody. Some people do hit it out of the park um, pretty quickly and pretty easily. But that's that's not, I think, an expectation you should have because that's, that's incredibly rare. Um, so I think it's important to, you know, as, as Ace and Rich emphasized during their interview, uh, to just expect that it's going to take longer than you want. And just that first year, just focus on learning. Focus on learning the loving the process of building a business and, and getting closer and meeting people and networking and not focus on how much money can I make, how quickly can I quit my job, how quickly can I recoup my investment, all that kind of stuff. Because if you're always focusing on that, it's going to be so demotivating if you're not getting that goal that you want to hit. Um, and it's also going to make you feel like this is not for me and this thing doesn't work and, and all those doubts that are in your mind that most people inevitably have when they start it anyway because they're already thinking like, oh, this is a scam and maybe it doesn't work. And it's, it, honestly, it's natural to have those feelings. I think most people, when they get started, have those feelings. But you have to suppress them and you have to find things to help you not um, give in to them and also not throw fuel on that fire. And, and setting an unrealistic uh, expectation for time and income uh, is a, is a you know, surefire way to throw fuel on that, on that fire. Um, another thing is to stop complaining. Um, and you know, this is something that I think is, is just so important because when you're constantly complaining and you're constantly thinking about like, what's not working and what's not going fast enough and who didn't, who didn't do what for me. And, and, you know, I bought this course and it didn't, I it didn't do what I thought it would do. And this person's a scam artist and, you know, whatever else, like, yes, there are people out there who are. You know, we'll sell you things that aren't great and maybe they'll hype up their products and things like that. But at the end of the day, like focusing on the negative stuff, even if you end up buying something that isn't, you know, exactly what you expected it to be, is just not going to get you where you want to be. Like that negative perspective, the negative attitude, the like disbelief um, is just going to wear you down and it's just not worth it it's all it's better to just say you know what even if, even if you bought something and you feel like you got to take advantage of it, either one ask for a refund and get your money back and if you can't get your money back figure out okay what can i get from this thing and what's the best i can make from it and how can i not let this ruin my day and and just move forward but just just you know complaining is like this poison that will just get inside you and it just will just ruin your spirit um and so it's just not a, not a good thing to uh to do um another thing is uh you know something that i i learned watching this uh (laughs) motivational video on youtube that i thought was interesting and i just wanted to share and it was this football coach and maybe some of you are familiar with this and i i wasn't because i don't i'm not a (laughs) a huge uh sports watcher um but it was the coach and he was saying uh, and i can't even i don't even know honestly if this is from a real football game or from a movie or whatever but i like the quote anyway And what he said was you can either um you can either feel good or you can be good. And and basically what he meant by that is um, to feel good, you just need to tell yourself all these excuses for why you didn't accomplish your goal, right? You Oh, I was too tired. I didn't have enough time. I have these circumstances. I have whatever. You can come up with a million and one excuses for why you didn't meet your goal and make yourself feel good about not accomplishing that goal. Um, but that those excuses aren't going to get you any closer to your goal. If anything, they'll hold you back because – excuses let you off the hook they gave you a reason to to not try as hard as you could because oh well i have these these circumstances and that doesn't mean that people don't have hard times it doesn't mean you don't have circumstances that are genuinely difficult Uh, but the point is that if you really want to be good you can't let your circumstances dictate uh, what you are going to do you have to find a way around it you have to Find a way to push through it. And even if it limits you somewhat, you just keep going. I mean, yeah, it may be harder. Maybe you have things you have to deal with that other people don't have to deal with. But still, um, you know, the people who really accomplish their goals, they don't let obstacles stand in their way. They, They find a way to make it work. And, you know, I guarantee you there's someone else out there. Who has a circumstance that's much more challenging? Who who found a way to make it work? And again, that's not to say that you know you shouldn't feel like your situation is challenging if you have something that's really challenging to deal with. Um, but the but what it is to say is if it's something that you really want to go after, there is a way to make it happen. Um, and so focusing on I guess the excuses and the things that that aren't working and and the reasons why you couldn't work uh, is not the way to, to to accomplish it. It's it's focusing on finding ways around those obstacles and focusing on being good instead of just focusing on feeling good. Um, and next up was uh, something I got from Pej Mangadimi, uh from uh, Secret Entourage. And uh, he said successful people uh, have an internal blame system and unsuccessful people have an external blame system. And I think it that kind of goes back to the, you know, you can either feel good or you can be good. Because basically what he said during our interview was he finds that uh, successful people, whenever something doesn't go right, they blame themselves. They say, I didn't do this um, because I you know, I wasn't fast enough, I, I didn't work hard enough, I wasn't dedicated enough, whatever. Like They always blame themselves. And the good thing about blaming yourself means that you can also be, since you're the problem, you can also be the solution. It means that you can say, okay, well, since this didn't work because I wasn't dedicated enough, all I got to do is dedicate myself more and it can work. But unsuccessful people have an external blame system everything that doesn't work out for them is someone else's fault or something else's fault or some circumstance's fault. And it's never their fault. And the problem with that is you are then dependent upon someone else or something else or some other circumstance that's out of your control to change before you can be successful. And so you are completely at the mercy of all these other things. And you have no control over things. Um, And so essentially, you know, he was just saying like, you need to you need to be in control, you need to take control and and the more you can just focus on yourself and blame yourself and 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 say, what can I do instead of you know what does what did someone else or something else not do for me um, that's really the thing that's gonna help you become successful um and it doesn't mean that there aren't circumstances that are that are that are difficult, but what it does mean is that focusing on what you can do is what you have control over. And focusing on that is the thing that will actually help you get to success uh, most quickly. Um, the other thing that I that I thought was uh, was super important um, is uh, the idea that you need to know what success looks like for you, uh, and and that's so important because um, a lot of people, you know, you'll hear a lot of people talk about like I want an online business because I want to quit my job. But maybe you're not a person who wants to quit your job. Maybe you just want some extra cash so you can take a vacation for your family. Maybe you like your job and you just you know want to study something like internet marketing because you think it's interesting. So your goal does not have to be the same as someone else's goal. And you know maybe there's someone out there who wants a Lamborghini, but your goal is just to buy a new car. Or maybe you do want to quit your job, but you don't have to make a million dollars a year in order to be happy. So it's really finding out what success looks like for you and and going after that. Um, and the other piece of that is what are you willing to give up um, in order to get success? And I think that's a very, very individual thing. But you need to be honest with yourself about that. Are you willing to give up time? Are you willing to give up money in, in the term of investment and, you know, hiring mentors and buying courses? Are you willing to give up? I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the hours that you may spend watching TV or you know, hours you may spend doing something else, you can spend time doing your business. So, you know, identify those things that you're willing to give up so you can get what you want and be honest with yourself about it so that you can set realistic expectations um, and and realistic goals for yourself so that you can actually get, um, get to where you want to be. And I really like that, um, like that a lot. And I, I think that that's important because it's, I think it's really easy to get caught up in other people's goals and other people's visions of success um, and totally lose uh, perspective of what you want. And uh, I got that from my interview with Darren's Constance from uh, uh, constantliving.com. And uh, next up was um, just the idea that when you're looking out there for like programs and courses, there are a lot of things out there that can help you. But the reality is that no program... Uh, is really going to make you successful it's like only you um can make you successful um and really it's like you could take every program in the world every you know every mastermind every class every coaching session all those things out there can can help you um but it's really kind of up to you to find the value in all these things to you know the, the, you you could sit on a, a you know, a mastermind class for an hour, and like maybe there's ten minutes of valuable information. But I find the successful people won't see that as a complete waste of time. They'll say, "I, I, I'll find the ten minutes of stuff that's valuable in this, and I'll find a way to use it to help myself." And the unsuccessful person will just say, "I just wasted, you know, fifty minutes of my time. Maybe they said ten minutes worth of stuff, but that's not that great anyway. So they just discount it, and so they're not, they're not pulling the value out for themselves." and i think it's so important to do that and i and i find that like the successful people will do that they'll find value in in everything they'll they'll look for opportunity to to extract something that they can use in every every course every um mastermind whatever it may be Uh, so it's important to do that in figuring out um how you can make these different things work for you um the other thing that I thought was – that I think is really powerful is the idea of not following other people's timelines uh, or expectations for success. Um, and this is really important because, as I mentioned before, there there are a lot of people out there who will talk about how quickly they made money. Um, but it doesn't really matter because just because someone else made you know money or hit a milestone in a certain time frame – if you don't hit it within that same time frame, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, so many people will think like, oh well, I didn't do it in the same time frame, this other person did it in so this must not be for me. Or I must not be as you know, I'm not talented enough to, to really pull this off. And it's really I, I do I think you should just ignore whatever time frame other people have and just and just run your own course. And that's and that's just Something I think will help you stay a lot more motivated than like constantly benchmarking yourself to other people and, and feeling bad about yourself because you didn't see success as quickly as they did. Because there are going to be stories out there of a whole lot of other people who took much, much longer than even you have and they and they didn't give up. and And that kind of goes to the next thing that I was going to talk about, which is the importance of persistence. Persistence is really that thing that I find successful people really, really have. It's like they just don't give up they fail and they fail and they fail. And that's one thing that I got from, uh, from Jonathan Budd was he was talking about like how he's not, uh, and this is not, I didn't interview Jonathan Budd for the podcast, but I heard him speak uh, at the No Excuses Summit, which is something that I've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, and and he was saying uh, how he is by no means the smartest person. And, you know, he's, he, he but he just said, I, he just persistent. He just doesn't give up. He just refuses to quit and he just kept going and going and going and going until he figured out this internet thing and uh he made you know he's made hundreds of millions of dollars online because he's just he was just too persistent to to quit and give up so you don't have to be the smartest you don't have to be um you know the have the best network or any of this kind of stuff you just really have to be just a person who's who's tenacious and persistent and just and just refuses to give up uh, so the next thing uh is something that I got from uh from Nick Nick Unsworth Um, And Nick had this really cool idea of writing yourself a letter. So your future self, the successful future self that has already accomplished all the goals you want to accomplish uh, with your business, writes a letter to yourself today. And in that letter, basically you talk about what your life is like, um, how awesome it is to be successful, what kind of things you have in your life, what it feels like. And then you talk about like all the things you did to get to where you are. And it like invokes these amazing feelings of accomplishment and success. And you get those kind of ahead of time before you actually accomplish the goal. And then what you do is you read that letter back to yourself frequently, you know, especially when you're not feeling motivated to keep yourself motivated to keep going. So you can feel the emotion of what success will be like. And that is something really, really powerful to keep you moving forward. And I I think that that's such an awesome thing. And I'm really glad that, um, that Nick spelled that out because it kind of ties into um, something that I got from Tony Robbins, which is, you know, Tony Robbins talked about this from a, a slightly different perspective. But just the idea of people who are successful, they get certainty in their mind ahead of time that they will be successful. And that certainty allows them to do the work necessary to become successful and get the results that they want. Um, so Tony Robbins did an interview, uh, with John Reese, um, uh, and, um, and during that interview, uh, he was talking about, um, him and John Reese and Frank Kern were all talking about like how they became successful. So Tony Robbins was interviewing John Reese and Frank Kern about internet marketing and becoming successful. And Tony Robbins was just saying like people in general who are successful, they they believe that they're going to be successful ahead of time. They don't doubt themselves. Uh, and he asked both Frank Kern and John Reese if that was true for them, and they said, "Yeah, I I, I envisioned my success in my head ahead of time." Uh, and Tony Robbins talked about the power of you know visualization and and seeing your your success um, before you even get it, because he said, "If you're always doubting yourself, if you don't believe something's going to work, what kind of effort are you really going to put in? Probably like a." maybe not even that you're putting like a half halfway effort effort um, because you don't believe it's going to work so you know you're like I'm not going to put all my time and energy into something that's not going to work and even if you don't do it consciously you're doing it subconsciously but if you can convince yourself that this is certainly going to work then you'll put in as much effort as you can possibly as you possibly can because you're certain it's going to work and you're certain the results are going to pay off and the reason why people hold back so often is because they think I'm not going to get anything out of this, so let me not put too much into it. But if you can get get certainty ahead of time, um, and Tony Robbins said you can get that through that visualization. So seeing the results, feeling the emotions, attaching those emotions to yourself, constantly reinforcing it, and then convincing yourself ahead of time that you will be successful will lead you to putting in the effort necessary to actually be successful. Um, And that is something that everyone who's successful usually has uh, to keep themselves going. So another thing that's super important is to surround yourself with other successful people uh, who understand what you're going through and who can motivate you along the way. Um, You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to need advice from people. There are going to be people who don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. And you're going to need someone, some people there who have your back, who understand your circumstances, who know what you're going through, who can support you. Um, during those time periods who can give you advice and uh, who have who have who have been there and that that support network is super super important another thing is to be prepared to spend uh, often more time and more money than you plan on to be successful I think it's important to have a budget important to have timelines and things like that but sometimes um, if you have the expectation that you're going to just kind of be really successful spending Maybe a really really small amount of money or a really really short period of time um you know the reality is it's probably gonna cost you more and probably gonna take you longer than you expect so just kind of have that expectation and be willing to maybe stretch that budget a little bit more um definitely I'm not advocating anyone like put their family in any you know hard position, but you know find find a way you know when you do to work extra hours you have to like. Find some way to get those get those extra funds so you can invest in your business. Um, but just you know, be willing to stretch the stretch that expectation for how much is going to cost you and how long it's going to take. Um, and the 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 next thing that I thought was um, super uh, interesting and super helpful is the idea of uh, the importance of investing investing in yourself uh, and having the mi- mindset about investment. Uh, so. A lot of people will look at like an internet marketing course and they'll say, oh my gosh, this course is $500. It's so expensive like to spend that much money on a class um, that could potentially, you know, change your life and allow you to build a business that could, you know, lead to your freedom. Now, and, and it's likely that, you know, maybe you have to buy one course or two courses or three courses or who knows how many before you actually find success. But the thing is, you have to think about it like you're 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 investing in yourself and you're building a skill set. So when you think about it from the same perspective, you think about for like college, for example, right? You're gonna spend, you know, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars on a college degree. I mean, I know that I did on mine, and um, you know, it, it's one of those things that while you're in college, you expect that you're gonna spend a lot of money, and you're not gonna become an expert from one class. You're gonna you're gonna take class after class after class after class, and then still you won't be an expert till you actually get into the job market. And start working and getting actual experience before you actually feel, feel like an expert about it. And the same thing goes with these online courses. You're not going to just take a course and at the end of the course become an expert in it. You're going to have to implement it. You're going to have to you know, struggle a little bit. And then after trial and error and testing it, eventually you can become an expert. But you have to be willing to invest in yourself. And I think it's important to have that same perspective that you would have with investing in a college education uh, as you would with, with building a business. Um, because it's not just about like taking the class and immediately seeing this great result. It's about building a skill set and this class is going to help you move toward uh, that skill set. I just think it's a mindset uh, that's um, it's important to have uh, in order to get through that. Um, and so, you know, those are my takeaways. Uh, there are a lot of other things that I thought were super important uh, that, that people mentioned throughout the podcast. And as you know, at the end of each month, I did a roundup episode in which I talked about my most important takeaways. But these are the things that kind of stood out to me the most uh, from the last two years of interviews. Um, so I would say if you're looking for more takeaways, definitely go back to um, some of my prior episodes, my monthly roundups, uh, which I talk about my takeaways. And so you can see the takeaways that I have for each month. Uh, but these are the things that I think are really essential pieces um, to growing a business. Uh, and and a lot of it has to do with mindset. Um, Because you have to find a way to keep yourself going and keep yourself motivated and have the right perspective in order to get to that finish line. And so I mentioned a little bit earlier that I would have an announcement at the end of the podcast. Um, And so I did want to talk about that. But first, I want to thank you for being awesome and joining me on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Um, But after this episode, the show format will be changing and I will be doing a seasonal podcast instead of a weekly show. Uh, and so each episode or each season rather will be about eight to 12 episodes and it'll be focusing on overcoming a particular business challenge or building a skill in one particular area such as email marketing or, uh, tackling different perspectives, uh, from a sales perspective online. And I'll be going, um, and doing interviews with different people to talk about these different, different things, um. For people, from people with different levels of experience and sharing my own experience and that sort of thing. And I want to change the show format to focus on to have things a little bit more tailored uh, on one particular topic for each, each season. Uh, so the first episode um, of the next season um, uh, will be later this year. Uh, and so what you can do is I'm going to take a little break from the podcast ep- after episode 100 – start working on the first season um and then come back uh with the first season so if you want to be notified uh when uh the the season first season comes out you can sign up at www.internetballers.com/season uh and that's uh season singular and that's www.internetballers.com/season And you can sign up there to get notified for when the uh, next season of the podcast will be coming out. Uh, So in the meantime, you can check out the show notes for this episode as well as other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. I want to thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the show. I really appreciate all of your time. And uh, I have enjoyed so much the last 100 episodes uh, that I've done of the show. And I look forward to... Um, a uh, new venture with this with this new seasonal format so stay tuned uh, for that and uh, always reach out if you have any questions you can reach me at michael at internetballers.com and again i'm michael pasha and happy marketing thanks for listening to the internet ballers podcast through our guest stories you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller